on the Newman Jets Audio Network. This is the JetCast, the official podcast of Newman University Athletics, featuring exclusive interviews with coaches, players, administrators, and more. The JetCast podcast is brought to you by South Central Ceiling and Paving, online at scsealing.com. Pepsi, and by Overland Charters, the official transportation provider of Newman University Athletics. Here's the voice of the Jets, Blake Cripps. Well, hello again, Jets fans. Welcome back into the JetCast, our first milestone episode, episode number 10. And we're going to a new sport this week, triathlon getting back underway they were last at the triowa event they've got a home event and then nationals coming up and get you caught up on the jets triathlon athletes we'll be talking with wyatt mattis here in a little bit a senior junior in eligibility but graduating a little early and then we'll be joined by senior from the basketball team anthony harvey jr you won't want to miss that so here is jeff lovegren though he's the head coach for the men and the women and uh, we're in an office full of bikes, so you know that it's triathlon season here at Newman University. Coach, always great to talk to you. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Well, last time out for you guys was February 2nd, Triowa, which is hosted by the Iowa Hawkeyes. Right. How did that go for the Jets? I think it went incredibly well. I mean, we placed pretty well. We had Wyatt that uh, placed third for our men overall, and we had uh, Marley that placed third for our women overall. But more than that, you know, it was just like the... The effort and the intensity and the drive that everybody put into it was exactly what I want to see as we're building up for nationals. You guys in triathlon are unique in that you are similar to golf at the collegiate level. You have a split season. You start in September, have a few events and a long layoff. Then you come back and wrap up the year. And there's only, it, it always is interesting to me because you start in January, you only have two or three events, and then all of a sudden you're at nationals. How do you pace the guys and the girls to get ready for nationals once you come back from that extended vacation? Well, really, it's about just changing the mindset. So we uh, do these short races that are in our winter season. They're the shortest ones that we do. They're the most intense ones that we do. And it's about just getting them into uh, changing that mindset into that short, higher effort. And then immediately after, we switch over, and it's all about endurance and building up. And then we start working on, oh, yeah, this is how I actually ride my bike outside again. (laughs) This is what it feels like to be out there again and those kind of things. And so there's just kind of a mixture of really working on, okay, now we got some speed. Now how do we extend that out and go for the longest distance that we're actually ever going to go? which is at nationals well i just got done talking to the diamond sports coaches the last couple of weeks i was over earlier today today was the opening day at newman softball field for the jets and it's i don't know if you know this coach it's not exactly warm outside today how much outdoor time have you guys had on the bike and Obviously, in Kansas and some of the places that you'll be racing, you're going to be in Andover for the last meet of the season coming up in March. And I know in March it can be pretty warm. It can also be pretty darn cold in March, too. How do the guys and girls adjust to riding those bikes outside in temperatures that can be pretty cold? Well, the the first couple of times we go out, it's pretty rough for them. <laughs> they, they forget about how cold it can actually be. and. Doesn't matter how many texts, emails, group me's you send about wear extra clothing, somebody always shows up in shorts and 
forgets about it. So, I mean, that, that part's a little bit rough, and there's a little bit of learning curve on that. Because we actually, we haven't been outside since September. Wow. Um, actually on the bike outside we did get the fortunate part because it is kansas it was beautiful and sunny and 60 something degrees on monday that we uh took all the trainers and everything and set up outside and did a a stationary bike outside so they can kind of get a little bit of feel and remembrance (laughs) of what it's like to um but our goal our hope is to uh start in march uh, to be getting out at least on Fridays and trying to get that open road uh, experience because it's different when being on a trainer because n- out on the road you've got to concentrate on rocks, potholes, cars, and then balancing yourself too as well as putting the effort in to do the times and the paces and the things that we need to do. Jeff Lovegren, my guest, he's the head triathlon coach for both the men and the women here at Newman University. As you've gone through the early season, let's start with the males first. What men on the team have been the big point scorers? Who have been the leaders for you on the team in terms of trying to get high in those placements as a team? As a team, I mean, uh, Wyatt has been one of our top performers for the men's since he started here. He's he's kind of my, uh, I would say, the, the best we get for uh, Kansas as far as a triathlete goes. He was a swimmer and a runner. I mean, that's pretty well as close as it gets around here, and he was a pretty high-level swimmer, pretty high-level runner, too, and he's been able to transfer that over to the bike, and a lot of that has to do with his dedication that he puts into it as well. I mean, he's one of them that spends, you know, the summer months working on his weaknesses, and he spends, you know, his extra time working on strengthening his bike and strengthening his run and and uh, just, you know, I mean, he puts in the work and the dedication. It's really showing through, and I mean, he's one of our top guys there. Um, but, I mean, there's been a couple of, you know, really good uh, stories. Uh, Ethan is one that comes to mind, and he uh, – just the effort that he's put in over the last couple of uh, races has been uh, a, really a joy for me to see and something that I uh, strive for. Uh, Steven is another one that's been really good on uh, coming in and trying to just get a little bit of extra, you know, just taking a little bit of pride in what we do and – um, putting in just that little bit of extra effort on it, and that's, uh, you know, really a joy for me to see. What about on the ladies' side? Who have been some of the top ladies for you this year? Uh, Marley is our top uh, female competitor, and she usually kind of mirrors Wyatt a little bit on the female side of it, and that's nice that we can have that good balance there. Um, Taylor is one of our uh, really good ones, and I think she's starting to get things dialed in and uh, coming up, and I think she's going to really um, – you know, improve over this, not just this nationals, but I, I see her actually really putting in uh, some good times next year for sure because she's starting to get the experience down. I mean, she came from just a running background, so we've had to learn how to swim and we've had to learn how to bike, and it's just nice to see how that's all coming together for her. Jeff Lovegren, my guest, head triathlon coach for the Jets. Wyatt Mattis, obviously, just a junior in terms of eligibility, but he's going to be graduating early, going to be ending his career early. Can't make you very happy as a head coach, obviously. What's it going to be like to come back next year and have to replace this guy? Uh, I, well, first off, there's no replacement for him. <laughs> um, but I always knew this is going to be one of the hardest parts of my job is just – you know, I, I enjoy the time that we spend here, and it, it's tough, and I know that they've got to move on, but I wish I could just keep them all the time, and we could just do this for the rest of our lives, <laughs> but I understand that's just not possible, and, you know, that that's the toughest thing is, you know, it just, 
He's uh, He's been a really good addition to the team, just not only because of his performance, but because of the person that he is, too. And just um, it's been a real joy for me to have him around, and that's what I'm really going to miss. When you, as a coach, are kind of navigating the schedule in the other more traditional sports, there's a bit of a cadence to the season. And there probably is for triathlon, too, just not one that fans are – as easily able to follow yeah. in basketball you play you know thursday saturday every once in a while you play only on saturday you know you've got baseball games you play friday saturday sunday you guys have so much time off in between competitions it's a little bit different than the other sports what are the benefits of that for the athletes and what are the challenges of that for you as a head coach to try to keep your guys and girls engaged whereas obviously you know in football you if you lose or in volleyball you lose one match you better pick it up because somebody else is coming in the next day or the next week in triathlon it's not quite that way yeah i mean obviously there's pros and cons to both of that and uh, i think the biggest uh pro to it is i mean we're an endurance sport we honestly need the the time to recover from it it's just not something that we can go and do day after day after day and you know continue to perform at the highest levels that we need to um but yeah i mean there is that time in between too and you know you get you come off a race let's say you did great on a race so um like nationals is our biggest event and it's the very last thing and then we go summer break you know and it's it's kind of tough to carry that uh, momentum over to August. I mean, we end in April and then we start again in August. And, <laughs> right. And it, it's it's tough to carry that over. But uh, on the flip side of it, we've got to have that time to get there and recover. And so it's just about, you know, um, that mindset. We go back and we work a lot on mental just as much as we do physical. A lot of the workouts we do are more about the mental toughness and just being in that mindset of getting back into the groove and getting back into that racing spirit too. So, I mean, we do a lot of those workouts that help them carry over that excitement or that drive from, you know, maybe I didn't do as well as I wanted to do. And, you know, this is what we're going to work on. Hey, we've got this much time. Let's, let's put in some good work. I've seen some of the practices for the other sports. And one of the benefits that most coaches have is that when they tell the guys to get on the line and run, Coach is not out there doing line sprints with them. Now, every once in a while, I will see Coach Spence get out there and prove that he does still have a little bit of get up and go. But for the most part, at practice, especially on the bicycle, and I also at the downtown Wyver once in a while, I'll see you jogging around there too, but you're out there running and biking. So uh, no days off for you either, huh? No, there's no days off for me. Um, I, I... I've always told my athletes, you know, I'm not going to put them through anything that I wouldn't do myself. And I'm just one of the ones that I like to just, you know, put my money where my mouth is, right? Is, is that is that atypical? Are there a lot of other triathlon coaches who are out there doing all that stuff? I would say that's probably pretty much the case for the sport. Okay. Uh, so there are- a lot of coaches are athletes themselves. I mean, we still continue on. That's one of the nicest things about it, uh, triathlon is it's a lifelong sport. And uh, it can, you know, it can really carry over for an extended period of time. So, I mean, I've got athletes that I coach for adult athletes that are 70 plus years old. And so I think that's just kind of the the nature of the thing is now, obviously, as we get older, we're less competitive. (laughs) Um, But, 
you know, that being said, I did enter two collegiate races, and I finished at least in the top 15 in both of them. Wow. And so I got a lot of them that were asking me, am I a fifth year that, that's out there? So that <laughs> that stung a little bit, but, that you know, had to make you. I would think that would make you feel pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it made me feel pretty good when I passed them later. So. <laughs> yeah, I bet. But like I said, I just, I, I won't put my athletes through something that I wouldn't do myself, but the unfortunate thing for them is I do like to suffer quite a bit, and so that means they get to suffer quite a bit. So, so you're saying that most triathlon coaches are just as you're all just as nuts as the rest of you pretty much yeah there's no way i'm getting on a bike and doing that running there's no chance the next event by the way for newman jets triathlon and we're talking with jeff lovegrid on episode 10 of the Jetcast. it's the andover ymc try march 29th do we have a time on that yet uh we will probably be early in the morning. Um, don't have an exact time, but I would Check guess the somewhere about 7. NewmanJets.com if you'd like to get over there. Yeah. Um, is, is that open to the public? I mean, I know, you know, again, being a non-traditional sport, it's not something that you just go and buy a ticket for like a basketball game. But if somebody wants to keep track of you guys over there, can they just walk in the door? Do they need to be a Y member? They do not. Just walk in the door. And that's one of the main reasons we're doing it. So this isn't an actual uh, conference-sanctioned race. This is more of a practice for us. So it's okay. a tune-up. It's the very last Sunday before we head to Nationals. And it's a chance for us to be here at home and kind of showcase what we do. So, yes, please come out. Check out what we do. It's the only time that we really have available to show to our friends, our family, the people that live around here what we're all about and what we do obviously one big component of the sport that we haven't talked about is the swimming aspect and i know that you've got some deals to get in local pools uh, i'm not sure how much or how many people would be interested in getting in like the arkansas river and swimming around i'm not sure if that's, if yeah, that's i'm a, not interested in that either so <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i don't know how that would work but um in, in national obviously in a lot of these events i know you've told me in the past that it will be a pool event but I know from watching the Olympics that obviously when you're out in open water, that's a totally different animal than swimming laps in a pool. Are, are the nationals in a pool or out in open water? And what's the biggest thing as a coach that you have to work on with these athletes based on where they're having to swim? Um, so all of our outdoor events are actually open water. Our only pool ones are the winter indoor ones. Sure. Um, so, yes, Nationals is open water. And one of the biggest challenges is uh, a lot of the kids that come into this with a swimming background are all what we call short course. So they swim, you know, 50s, 100s, maybe 200s kind of at a max. And so they're used to having a wall every 25 yards. When we go open water swimming, there's no walls. <laughs> no. There's no bottom. There's no nothing. It's constant steady movement. So it's really about pacing and it's really about, you know, dialing in that they don't go too hard in the beginning so that they're completely exhausted by the time they get to the end because again there's no breaks they have to constantly swim to this buoy constantly swim to that buoy constantly swim all the way back and, and, and then they get on the bike and then they get Correct. and then they get to run so yeah that absolutely brutal sport nationals are april 3rd and 4th so final question expectations for the team men and women how competitive do you feel like you can be at nationals this year well that's a loaded question isn't it um so I feel like we can be very competitive this year. I think we've got a good group. I think we've got a good team put together. Um, they did change a little bit of our point standing, so we are waiting right now to find out if we've uh, qualified for a uh, draft legal race. Um, so that could impact our points pretty heavily if uh, we did not qualify this year for it. Um, but other than that, you know, I, 
I see us to continue to improve, and you know that's the main goal for us. Jeff Lovegren, triathlon coach for the Newman Jets. Once again, the Andover YMCA try is March 29th in the morning. NewmanJets.com will have all the information on that. Coach, thanks so much for the time. Appreciate it. Thank you. Wyatt Mattis, a senior on this team, he'll be joining me next on the JetCast. You are a business owner. Every day you concern yourself with trying to grow revenue, increase margins, manage cash flow, live within compliance, maintain staff, understand health care, raise capital, satisfy customers. With all of this on your plate, you haven't even noticed your parking lot. Your parking lot says a lot about your business, and South Central Ceiling and Paving gives your parking lot a voice. Let South Central Ceiling and Paving take your parking lot off your plate. Start now at SCCeiling.com. South Central Ceiling and Paving. Welcome back to the JetCast here on the Newman Jets Audio Network. We are here with Wyatt Mattis, a senior from Emporia. He is a great performer on the men's triathlon team this year. Wyatt Mattis is our guest and just a junior by standing but graduating a year early. Wyatt, thanks so much for the time. Uh, thank you very much. Triowa was the last event for you guys back in February. How did you do personally at that event? Uh, I did pretty good. Um, ended up taking third overall. I'm pretty happy about that. You can't, you can't get mad at um, finishing on the podium. Um, how, how many were there? Do you know? Um, there was probably around 40, okay. uh, 40 male athletes there. So not too many, but a good amount to definitely um, challenge everyone there. Um, wasn't exactly the performance I was hoping for, but, I mean, you can't complain with just having a race to kind of see where you're at. So Junior in eligibility, but you're going to be graduating early. How difficult of a decision was that? I know you were very passionate about what you do on the triathlon team and have worked very hard to put yourself in position for nationals but obviously um graduating early and uh got to get into the real world at some point yeah i'm i'm not too happy about it i mean i wish i had uh, <laughs> i wish i did have one more year um, I, I will tell you from experience once you leave you can't go back <laughs> yeah i really do wish i had one more year here um because i mean jeff he's an amazing coach and i i absolutely love him um, he's done so much for me, um, but I do think you know I have to move on, and I, I'm trying my best to stay around here in Wichita so I can help him out if possible, or at least come annoy him every once in a while. But um, and you just gotta move on uh, for sure. And you're graduating here one year early with a degree in information technology, mm -hmm. so um, and there's obviously a lot of money in that. We're talking with Wyatt Mattis. He's from Emporia, a four-year swimmer for the Spartans, also a regional track title. How easy was the adjustment, or I mean, how was the adjustment? I guess two out of the three disciplines you were very experienced in, with the obvious caveat that swimming in open water is way different than being in a pool, obviously. Um, but how was the adjustment going to triathlon and adding the cycling in? Uh, very hard. <laughs> I can imagine because I don't swim, bike, you know, I, I wouldn't do one third of what you guys are doing. You guys are doing all three. So very difficult. What was the most difficult adjustment to make? Well, you know, like going from, you know, being a swimmer and a runner in high school, you know, uh, you know, swimmer, I was a sprinter. Uh, I barely ever did any distance swimming. Uh, only did it a couple times. Um, and running, you know, the max ran was a 5K, 
but that was all just separate. You know, I got recovery and all the time I needed, but it's all just um, all thrown together. And I can tell you my first race wasn't pretty at all. <laughs> it was very brutal. I learned a lot of lessons that day that I really needed to learn. Well, I, I, I could imagine. Well, did you like cycling? Did you ever, you know, I'm sure you had a bike as a kid at some point. Everybody does, it seems like. But you know, were, you, were you excited about the cycling? How, how much of a challenge was the bicycling part of the sport? Well, I actually used to go um, cycling when I was in middle school quite a bit. I'd ride um, to and from uh, practice in the summer. Um, and then um, I had a teacher in elementary school I ended up starting biking with when I was in middle school. Um, we would go out um, in the Flint Hills, and we'd be on mountain bikes riding 30, 40, 50 miles. Um, so it wasn't anything foreign to me. I still had some skills, but I'd never been on the, like, a road before like doing that stuff. So making those kind of adjustments was very hard. And especially for my back too, not appreciate it very much. Um, but overall, uh, you get used to it over time. So I'm still learning things every day. Like there's still not a day I don't learn something about triathlon. And Wyatt Mattis is my guest, a senior from Emporia on this Newman Jets triathlon team. Their next event is the Andover YMCA Tri on March 29th. You mentioned Coach Lovegren and how much you've appreciated his tutelage and leadership over these three years that you've been a jet what's it going to be like to be without him and, and what's the the aspect of his coaching and teaching ability that you've appreciated the most uh yeah it's gonna be very hard um it, you know switching coaches you know it's very hard to get in um to you know understand their styles and that kind of stuff um but he's um as he said earlier, he is very much like he puts his money where his mouth is, and he will do the workouts just with us. He'll be panting and yelling at us at the same time. I don't know how <laughs> he does it. I can't do it. But just having that mentality of having that coach there with you right next to you the entire time is very nice. And he can just be like, hey, you're wrong. You, you got to fix this. Or, you know, you're all doing good. Good job. I love you all. It's it's very nice. It's very comforting to have him right there all the time. So not having him there all the time is going to be kind of a little upsetting. April 3rd and 4th, that's Nationals to wrap up the season with the USA Championships. Obviously, I know you guys have some expectations and maybe you can make a dent there this year. What's been the team chemistry like for you and the guys on the men's side as you try to make a push here with one last event in the regular season coming up in March and then obviously everything going forward toward that weekend in April? Oh, it's, it's actually been quite wonderful. We have a lot of kids this year doing some extra workouts. Um, I used to go Saturday mornings with Jeff and his adult crew. Um, we actually have a few kids doing that this year, and um, some doing some uh, two-a-days, like myself as well. Um, and we're just pushing each other to get those extra few seconds or extra minutes at Nationals. Um, you see a lot of that um, with some of the guys like Ethan and Steven and Nick. They just push each other so hard in the um, in their races. It's marvelous to see it. I can't wait for nationals, especially for them. Not even myself, just to see what they can do. Final question for you then. Uh, expectations sound like they're pretty high for nationals. I mean, yeah, like always. I mean, it's the biggest race. And it's my final year. I kind of like the saying, I did it senior year of high school. I'm trying to go out with a bang. I, I want to do the best that I can possibly do. So I've been I, um, grinding out this summer. I was working out, you know, five, six days a week while working 40 hours a week. And I've been putting the time in here. As I said, I was doing two days. I'm trying to set my bar pretty high. But, I mean, if I don't do too well, just how it was meant to be. But my goal is to, you know, hopefully break the magical two-hour barrier. Okay.
Imagine the, the two-hour barrier to finish the race. That's the goal for Wyatt Mattis. Once again, Nationals are April 3rd and 4th. You can see this team at the Andover YMCA try on the morning of March 29th. All the information will be at NewmanJets.com. Wyatt Mattis out of Emporia, graduating a year early with that degree in information technology. Best of luck to you and all the Jets, male and female. And thanks so much for being on the show. Uh, thank you very much. We'll be right back to wrap up the JetCast with Anthony Harvey Jr. on the men's basketball team. That's when we come back. When remodeling your kitchen or purchasing a new home, choosing the right countertops can often be intimidating. Trust the quartz and granite experts at Keystone Solid Surfaces to work with you every step of the way, from design to installation. Keystone Solid Surfaces fabricates and installs the highest quality quartz and granite countertops. So remember, when you're ready for new countertops, the key is Keystone. Keystone Solid Surfaces. Call 316-778-1566. That's 778-1566. Or go online to keystonesolidsurfaces.com. Welcome back into the JetCast. We're wrapping up with men's basketball today. As you guys probably know, tomorrow is homecoming. Jets would love to see you at Fugate Gymnasium to help wrap up the season. A three-game homestand to end the year for the Jets. Emporia State this week, and then Fort Hayes State and Nebraska Kearney are coming next week. And the Jets' men need to win all three to make it to Kansas City, and so they need your support at homecoming. We're here with the senior leader from Lawrence, Kansas, Anthony Harvey, Jr. Anthony, it's great to have you on the show. Thank Thanks you so much. Appreciate you having me. Well, uh, this has been, you know, for everybody involved, I think a, a difficult season. I, knew you, I know that you guys knew coming in that it was going to be a challenge in the MIAA just because of the programs, the players, the pedigree that they have. Uh, do you do you feel like you you realized now looking back? I know you've got hindsight now with with some advantage. Did you accurately realize how difficult it would be? Uh, yeah, we we kind of knew it would be an uphill battle, um, especially with losing guys like uh, DeAndre Johnson, Gabe Snow, uh, Jason Okoro, Eli, and Tyler. Like. There's just things that you uh, you got to fight through, fight through adversity. But that's not an excuse for uh, how the season's going. We still got a group of good guys. But me being from around the area, like I knew, uh, Emporia State, um, Fort Hayes State, uh, Pitt State, all those uh, Kansas schools. And um, I'm familiar with the Missouri schools too, with Northwest Missouri State, Missouri Southern, and uh, Missouri Western. So, I mean, I, I, I kind of knew the seriousness. I don't think the out-of-state guys really – knew anybody but uh, Northwest Missouri State, but every night it's going to be a competition. So uh, I think um, we had a lot of one-possession games that could have went our way in our favor that we really did go last year. So, I mean, it's it's a it's a night-by-night thing, and I think that um, we run the schedule back again. It's a completely different season. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I've told Coach Coach Allen a couple times, you know, I, I would like to see, even if you had all the injuries, and you mentioned all them, and you guys have been without Omar Boone three out of the last four games with the rib injury That's and huge. now concussion, uh, which, which doesn't help. Um, you know, if you guys win that first one, you know, single-digit game at Northeastern State, I'd love to know how the season plays out from there. Oh, yeah, for sure, especially that game, uh, the Roger State game, the first UCO game at home. Um, that all the, I mean, those games all just tie together, and it really does hurt. It's like it's like a kick to the teeth, and um, it, it it I'd be lying to you if I said it didn't affect us in the long term because like as you, if you're a competitor, like you you hate hate losing when you love winning. So 
um, that it definitely does take a toll on you. And um, there's just things we got to do. We got to man up these last three games and really uh, – just get a three-game streak going. Well, and you, you've you kind of been, since you've been here, kind of the hype man, the guy that helps keep everybody positive. Uh, you know, you don't – I know you don't get to play as many minutes as you would like to on the court, but you're always – your energy is always in the game, whether you are or not, which is a compliment to you. How much, you know, how much more difficult is it and how much more important is it to try to keep the guys up when you're going through a period like that versus last year when it seems like you are getting all the bounces? Yeah, I mean, uh, it definitely is difficult. But um, just trying to be real about the situation is, is, the, is the only way to go about it. We're not, we're not winning games like we should right now. And um, a lot of those games are, are, you know, recently, to be brutally honest with you, they're, they're blowouts, and that's not good for us. And... Um, just you know, when I enter the game, I like to I like to take it as an advantage to kind of prove my stock and like you know prove what I can do with the team, not just myself. So moving the ball, kind of getting the whole team involved, and just even if we're down, you know, however many points it may be, just keep the competitive in it because we're gonna play hard to the buzzer, and that's how we've always been since Coach Parter was here. So uh, you know, I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to kill the culture by that. Even when I get in the game, it doesn't matter. I'm going to play hard regardless. Anthony Harvey Jr., senior on this men's basketball team. Next up, Emporia State tomorrow night, 7.30 for the tip-off. You can hear the game on the Newman Jets Audio Network. And and, uh, Bernie Pearson, who does the games with me at home, we always say when Anthony gets in the game, if he's open, it's it's going to the basket and it's shooting. If I can see the room, it's it's a good shot. Well, well, I was going to ask, you know, 17 points, on six of six shooting, five of five from the three-point line. How good did that Manhattan Christian game feel for you? Uh, it felt real good. My Both my parents were at the game. Uh, some of my best friends were there. You know, my mom doesn't get to see me play very much. She works seven days a week, so that was really special to me. And just to see, like, the joy of my teammates. And uh, I came in with Alan Wilson and Jacob Birnbaum, and it was, it was just cool to be on the court with them at the same time. I, I believe Sean was on the court a little bit, too. That's my roommate. And Omar was on the court at the same time, too. Those are, like, you know, four of my guys on the yeah. team. So it was it was cool to see the love from the crowd um, in, in my team, for sure. Like, you watch the clips. Like, you know, I touch the ball. Everybody stands up. And that's, that's, that's cool to me. And, I mean, and later in the game, I'll pump fake from the volleyball line. And a lot of people <laughs> thought I was going to shoot. But, you know, I, you know I, like, I like the team part of it. I think that game, a lot of people got touches and a lot of people – uh, got their confidence up, and that was that was the meaning of the game. I mean, that's when I think David Moss first got his uh, his little run going, and every time he gets in the game, David Moss is going to play super hard. So I think that's moving forward. When I leave, I think David Moss is going to be that guy that um, he's he's going to be the leader in in the sense of the locker room guy. And you know, it doesn't matter how many minutes he plays, David Moss is going to be important to this program, and he'll be a key every off season to keep him here because I know teams are going to want him after they see how hard he plays and what he brings to the team because he might be 6'2", 6'3", but he's he's going to give you all he got. It always seems to find an offensive rebound whenever he comes in the game. Anthony Harvey Jr. is my guest getting set for Emporia State. What does it mean to you to be graduating with these guys, senior class uh, that includes you and uh, Marshawn Blackman, Jawan Davenport, and uh, I mean, obviously, Marshawn Blackman's going to go down. I know that this senior season hasn't gone the way that he wanted, but he's going to go down as you know one of the one of the better players in Newman history, and uh, and a very good chance that he's going to break his own rebound record, and so he'll have the two best rebounding seasons back to back, junior senior year 
and, and maybe a career a Newman record for double doubles too. He leads the conference in double doubles this year. What, what what's it like to to be graduating with the senior class? Uh, it's it, it's it's uh, it's definitely great. Uh, I live with Marshawn and Juwan, and KJ lives across the, across the hall. And Allen and JB are also graduating, but they got eligibility left. So that's, right. You know, wa- you know, walking's probably going to be. I tell everybody all the time, like walking across that stage when I get my uh, degree is probably going to be the happiest day of my life. But going out with those guys like Marshawn, Juwan, and KJ on the court, like uh, since Marshawn got here, like he's it's always been. You know, me and him is you know a hundred percent real. We're homies off the court. Uh, Juwan, he's a hard player, man. I've never met somebody like Juwan who who uh, takes such tough shots and he makes it at such a consistent clip. And, you know, he's a really, if, if you, you know, ever have time, ask him his story about his journey to get here, man. He's a, he, he's been through, uh, he's been through a lot of adversity and like you could see it in the way he plays, man. He plays hard. And then with KJ coming from a Juco and then another D2, he, he's he got a story too. And that, he can really play out of Alabama. He's, he, he's going to be a force for wherever he goes overseas. And then just ending out with Marshawn, like, you know, it just—it's a test to his character, man. It doesn't matter if, how much we're down either. Sean's gonna get a rebound, or Sean's gonna play hard, and he's a real team guy. You know, so I think the biggest thing this season, his passing got so much better and oh, finding yeah. an open look. So I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm really satisfied with this senior class that we're not with, and the wins and losses are, you know, that, nobody's gonna remember that in 20 years. People gonna remember, you know, who you went out with and your brothers and whatnot. So I'm, I'm proud. For sure. The, this homecoming atmosphere is going to be special, obviously. How big is this for the guys this week with you know, all the extra activities happening around campus, around homecoming? I think the weird thing for our team is we have a new team every year. We have a core group that comes back every year. For this team, we have so many new guys that are still here. They don't really quite understand homecoming for basketball. Since we don't have yeah, a football sure. team, we have a basketball homecoming. So they're like, the guys are like, oh, so what are we, we going to do? And I was like, well, you know, a lot of people are going to be at the game. Um, there's gonna be you know, old folks at the game, young people, and it's it's it, it might be for the first half, but it's gonna be a good atmosphere, and there's gonna be a lot of positive vibes this week, and just have fun, you know. There's a there's a lot of festivities around campus, and a lot of ways that we can get out, and people can actually like you know interact with us, and that's so cool. And um, I I think that they get it now after we went to the thing with Coach Allen yesterday with the hot wings and the questions, so. Um, they get that this is a big game for us to win, especially against Emporia State. We won at Emporia State. So, you know, everybody knows when they get in just to play hard. And Coach Allen always says when you get in, you got to produce a score. can't go down. So I think everybody's got a right hand head on their shoulder. And, you know, everybody who gets in is going to be ready. Well, that final question, you know, Emporia State is going to be here. And they typically travel pretty well down here. It's a real short trip to Wichita. I think they're shortest other than Topeka for their arch rival Washburn, obviously. That's a big travel game for them. But um, with all the homecoming atmosphere, going to be a lot of Jets fans in the gym, a lot of navy and red, but probably going to be a lot of black and gold too. So this might be you know, the biggest attendance game of the year. It's got all the makings for it. So how do you guys deal with that atmosphere and get ready to uh, – obviously, homecoming weekend is not complete unless the men's and women's basketball teams both get a win. Oh, that's for sure. I think this is going to be a great atmosphere. And if, uh, if you're questioning coming, I, I strongly encourage you to come and check it out because Emporia State – other than Fort Hayes State, travel is probably the best in the conference. So uh, it'll it'll be a great game. A lot of trash talking and a, a <laughs> lot a lot of guys playing hard and you know diving on the floor. And uh, I mean, I can guarantee you, my guys from my end, we gonna we gonna give it all we got. And for the fans' perspective, I know that they're gonna show out and we're gonna do our thing. So 
you know, if you see 14 on the court, you know, hey, just be ready. Yeah, just, just be, be ready, ready for something special. <laughs> I will be as well. Anthony Harvey Jr., senior from Lawrence. Anthony, it's been great to get to know you these past few years. Uh, thanks so much for being on the show. Great to have you. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. That's our JetCast for the week. We'll be back next week with another show on Wednesday. So we'll see you then. So until then, play Crips saying go Jets. Go Jets.